But all I got was a pink Lamborghini model toy car. I don't know what the how the fuck that happened. I didn't put that request in. I don't know what the fuck Santa was thinking. But then I realized my dad bought it, right? He bought it because, I don't know, he probably found it at a garage sale, right? So that's when I learned that Santa Claus is fake as fuck. And that is reason. that is the reason why you need to tell your kids Santa is real. Because I believe the true meaning of Christmas is learning two very valuable things. One is that the people closest to you, and I mean teachers, parents, and even friends, will lie to you. And two, if you want something, you are the only one who can get it, you know? And many years down the road, I saw the opportunity to buy a Green Ranger uh, Megazord for like 325 bucks. And I had the money at the time, but I realized that I realized that, yeah, it, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd be an idiot to buy that at that price and that I should have gotten it in 1995 and that Santa should have gotten it for me, you know? So that's the lesson of Christmas. That's the, that's the lesson of Christmas that you need to teach your kid lie to them, but more importantly, tell them to buy their own shit. Welcome to the Best Things in Life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. And welcome to another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast, a festive episode of the Best Things in Life podcast with me, Kevin Amoki. This is my podcast. If this is your first time checking out the pod, the way this podcast works is that I determine the best thing in any given subject. Today, I'm talking about the best Christmas song, you know, but tomorrow I could be talking about the best song for, for Jewish people, you know, and it's probably going to be Black Skinhead by Kanye West. <laughs> oh, anyways, guys, if that's your, uh, if you made it this far, if you've survived that first little bit, uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, do all that social media stuff, you know, uh, share, help grow the pod. You know, the pods, uh, I am trying to do them uh, every other Monday. We're trying to get them to every Monday. Uh, but as of yet, I have found it very difficult uh to uh scheduling things you know as i as i get older you know i mean the the one thing about new years and, and this time of season is that you know that another year has gone by of your life and as i get older you know i realize that fucking time time is the most valuable thing and me trying to make the most out of things can be difficult you know it's it's uh, it's, it's fucked up. You know, I, I, I normally like, dude, I, I had a, what's say today's like a, like a Sunday. I had Thursday, Fridays off, but I, I booked a lot of shit to do on those two days or whatever. 
And also at the same time, there were some times where I was just like lazy and like didn't get out early enough. And I was like, fuck my life. Right. You, you know, when you plan to like you, you plan your day out and you're like, OK, I'm going to do this. Get out the door by 1 p.m., uh, hit the gym, do this, do this, do this. And then the day comes and then you fucking wake up and it's like two and you're like, mm, ah, fuck my life. Right. And you try to rush everything or squeeze or even just completely bypass the, the thing you wanted to do, you know, and then next thing you know, you're fucking. <sighs> The next thing you you know, you're it's fucking 10 p.m. And the only thing you did that day was jerk off 12 times, you know, and it's ah, it's fucking annoying, you know. And, and that's another thing, too. As I get older, man, or I'm in this like weird fucking guys. I'm, I'm if you're listening to this, just, so you know, you guys can listen to this on Spotify or whatever, but you could also watch it on to YouTube. And if you're watching, you'll know that, uh, you know, I do record my podcast from my car. Uh, today is like the first snowfall of December, and uh, I'm in a random parking lot. There's like a guy doing RC, playing with his RC car in the snow. You know, he's probably 32, you know. We're just living our lives. And, uh, yeah, so, dude, it, it, it's, uh, it's it's winter, and uh, I'm doing my podcast. I got my winter coat on in my car, uh, and I'm starting to realize, man, like, why, why, why didn't I just, why didn't I just buy a place already? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the market for one. Why didn't I just, it's because I'm looking for a good deal. But when you live in Toronto, there's never a good deal. You know, um, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, my mind is all over the place. You know, I, I, I'm going through a lot of mental fucking overstimulation right now. Like I'm obviously in the market of trying to buy a place in Toronto, you know, which listen, guys, at the age of 35, can I do it? You know, I feel like if I can buy a place in Toronto at 35 as a single fuck who also owns a Mustang, a Harley, and various Blu-ray movies. Dude, when it came to like when it came to like the bank statement shit, like you know, you, you know, when you get like a mortgage broker, you gotta tell them like, okay, what are your assets? What are you know, you know, do you have any debts? I got no debts and all that stuff. And they're like, what are your assets? And I'm like, well. I own an 09 Mustang with under 200,000 clicks. I own a 2011 Street Bob Harley Davidson with custom parts. And I also have over a thousand Blu-rays and TV shows on Blu-ray, right? And it was like, ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the mortgage guy was just like, well, those aren't assets, you know, but I, I got other stuff, guys. I I finally, at the age of fucking 30, whatever I'm at now, right? I Listen, after the age of 30, you don't give a fuck. You just like, just make it to 40. If I can live to 40, whew, you know, I didn't, I, I, I thought I was going to join 27 Club, man. You know, you know, you know, Kurt Cobain and fucking Amy Winehouse, that, that 27, I was like, dude, there's no way I'm. Dude, there's no way I'm, especially when I used to drink a lot and like, like do stuff or whatever, you know, not take care of myself. But now I'm just like, dude, just take care of yourself. Make it to fucking 40. And then I don't know. But right now it's a struggle. But yeah, dude, uh, yeah, again, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a place in Toronto and all that stuff. So we'll see. You know, that's what I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas are reasonable interest rates. 
and quality. Like I'm not buying fucking places in Jane and Finch. I want to, I want to get a nice home in a good neighborhood uh, so that I can put up a fucking legitimate space up there uh, to, 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 to have a podcast studio. You know, I, I, I'm looking at those one plus one dens or even a two bedroom with like a big ass walk-in closet and maybe turn the walk-in closet into a studio or whatever, or whatever. I'll do it for my living room way better than being in a fucking car in the middle of winter, you know, but I fucking, I love it. I, I, I like doing this. It get it gets shit off my mind because if I didn't do this, I would have to vet. Could you imagine if you dated <laughs> ladies if I if you were dating this and every time if I didn't have the, the opportunity to vent, I'd just be constantly going to, you know, like, what the fuck is up with these house prices, woman, you know, or like, why the fuck? I don't know. What's another thing that's been annoying me? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty chill, but dealing with that, you know, also dealing with like fucking health issues, man, my back. I got the back of a fucking 65-year-old. My back's fucking wrecked. And you know what it is? I remember when I was a kid in, like, elementary school, I used to fucking lift kids on my back, like, piggybacks and, like, fucking, we used to do, like, fake wrestling moves. And I remember there was, like, a smug teacher that went, like, Kevin, you got to be careful because one day you're going you're gonna to throw out your back. And I said, fuck you, bitch. Teacher, bitch. No, I didn't say that. It was a Catholic school. I just was like, whatever. And you know what? Lo and behold, after fucking years of abuse, you know, I also used to roll downstairs in high school too. Like I, I, I used, <laughs> I used, this like guys, I grew up in the fucking jackass era. And I remember I used to fucking, uh, uh, like for a dollar or a cheeseburger. Cause we used to have cheeseburgers at the cafeteria for like a buck. And it used to be for a buck or a cheeseburger. I'd roll down some stairs. Right. I learned how to do, you know, tuck the head in, whatever, right? Avoid, avoid hurting your legs, right? You know, so I used to do that for a buck, roll down some stairs or a cheeseburger, <laughs> right? But yeah, man, now I'm now I'm paying for it, man. Like, dude, back pain, you know, got carpal tunnel in my left hand, got my right hand fixed, right? So yeah, dude, all I want for Christmas is reasonable interest rates and no more back pain. Right. Oh, I'm also speaking about Christmas list lists and wishes. Uh, Jesus, I can't even. I got braces too, guys. If you're, if you're like, why does she fucking stutter? It's because she got braces. Um, I'm also uh, uh, this Christmas I'm I'm, I'm locking down some uh, big toy items. I'm getting a PS5. I got a buddy who bought one, doesn't like it, or I don't know. He got the God of War edition or whatever. So I'm getting a PS5 off him. You know, I, I think it's a hundred, but a hundred dollars less than, than whatever the retail is. So we're saving a little bit of there. And then I'm also getting a 4k TV because the TV I have now, although it works and it's great. And I remember at the time it blew my mind. It was like one of the first like 120 Hertz, 1080p TVs back in the day. It's, it's like, it's like, it's literally almost like 11 years old, you know? So, I'm going to be doing the TV PlayStation combo, right? You know, originally I was thinking, do I get myself a PlayStation TV combo or do I get myself an assault rifle? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I live in Canada, if, 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 if you guys are international, and in Canada, 
they're slowly taking away our gun. Now here's the thing, guys. I'm not a gun nut. I just enjoy the sports. Not even I'm not even saying the sport, but like just the activity, the stress relief of gun of gun shooting. I like, you know, pointing at something, shooting it, working on your aim, focusing. I like I like those things like darts, archery. I just like that focus because in that moment, nothing else matters except hitting the target. Right. So I like it for that matter. I'm not a I'm not a fucking, you know, they took our they took our jobs and like all. I'm not a right wing. I have no fucking wing. OK, so I, I, I don't give a shit about the politics of it. I just I just like shooting guns. Right. Just the, I grew up with 80s action movies, so that's that's it, right? And in Canada, recently, they took away uh, handgun ownership and selling, right? Now, I got grandfathered in because I bought a gun. You know, it was a Glock 34, you know, and uh, uh, I, I, you know, wanted to, you know, shoot, so I got that gun, and now it's grandfathered in, but now I can't sell it, you know, and I can't buy any more handguns, but whatever, whatever. It's Canada, right? You 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 put up with these things, but now they're talking about they might be taking away shotguns. They're talking about because like here's the thing: you can't buy the AR-15 in Canada, but there's like so many other AR-15 like guns that you can get in Canada, and the whole weird system is wonky. It's like it's like you can buy a, like, dude, I can do way more damage. I could go into any school township. No, guys, I don't know. The whole gun shit is so fucking weird because it's like, you know, I mean, America, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going with the American thing, guys. I don't know. I, I, they got a whole different system there. I'm just saying in Canada, it's like, oh, listen, man, most of like if, if you're outside, you're probably using it for hunting. Right. And then in Canada, you know, in Toronto, or like if you own a gun, you're probably because you like you're you're a, like me. You're a hobbyist. You're a you're a weekend shooter. Right. And then, meanwhile, there is uh, an increase in gun crime and things in Toronto, but it's because of illegal guns, not fucking. And, and again, I don't know the full stats. I'm not going to go into it. Right. But yeah, you know, so guys, what I'm saying is all I want for Christmas is fucking low interest rates, a healthy back, a 4K TV and a PlayStation 5. And maybe an assault rifle. Okay? Okay, Santa? You know? <laughs> Actually, dude, man, um, what do you call it? When it comes to the whole Santa thing, I don't know if you guys got kids or not. I don't. Yet. Or maybe. I've never used condoms, so I don't know. But also, I'd... anyways, anyways, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, dude, when it comes to the whole Santa Claus thing, I remember, um, I remember when I found out, and guys, if you guys are listening with the kids, you may want to you may want to get them to plug their ears, right? But I remember when I found out that Santa Claus was not real when he didn't exist. And you know how I did it? Uh, when I was in grade, when I was like in grade five or six, you know, I asked uh, uh, we we had to do this like a uh, school project to write a letter to Santa, and I was like, okay, this is this is my chance. I can you know ask for that one thing I want. And what I wanted, because this was back in 1995 or six was a green Ranger Megazord and the, the fucking knife that he had too, or whatever. Right. But I was willing to be like, just give me the green Ranger Megazord. Right. That's all I wanted for Christmas. 
a Green Ranger Megazord. So I wrote a letter to Santa saying like, hey, listen, I've been good this year, you know, staying, you know, I haven't been getting into too much trouble. All I want for Christmas is a Green Ranger Megazord, right? So I wrote this letter up, tried my best, sent it in, you know, thought was like, okay, you know, letters in, paperwork's all filled out. We're going to be getting a Green Ranger for Christmas, boys, right? So there I am. Christmas is coming, all that shit. And, you know, Christmas finally comes, you know, and then, you know, when Christmas comes, I finally, I finally go uh, under the Christmas tree that morning. And all I got was, and it was still a good gift, but all I got was a pink Lamborghini model toy car. I don't know what the, how the fuck that happened. I didn't put that request in. I don't know what the fuck Santa was thinking, but then I realized my dad bought it, right? He bought it because, I don't know, he probably found it at a garage sale, right? So that's when I learned that Santa Claus is fake as fuck. And that is reason. that is the reason why you need to tell your kids Santa is real. Because I believe the true meaning of Christmas is learning two very valuable things. One is that the people closest to you, and I mean teachers, parents, and even friends, will lie to you. And two, if you want something, you are the only one who can get it. You know? And many years down the road, I saw the opportunity to buy a Green Ranger uh, Megazord for like 325 bucks. And I had the money at the time, but I realized that... M- <laughs> I realized that, yeah, it, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'd be an idiot to buy that at that price and that I should have gotten it in 1995 and that Santa should have gotten it for me, you know? So that's the lesson of Christmas. That's the, that's the lesson of Christmas that you need to teach your kid. Lie to them, but more importantly, tell them to buy their own shit. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, I'm telling you, man, if, if I become a parent, it's going to be fucking rough for that kid, you know? So many, like, I'd, I'd have expectations, right? And also, like, I, I'd get them to, I don't know, like, growing up a kid right now with how wonky the world is and VR and fucking OnlyFans and fucking all this shit just going on, right? You know, but at the same time, you got to you got to be one. You got to be you got to let kids be kids, man. You got to let them discover shit on their own. There's like this balance of like letting them go on their own and discover the world, but then also kind of like curving their expectations. Right. So I don't know, man, but that's why I like Christmas, man. Christmas is this magical time of the year where it's like, you know, the end of the year. And, you know, maybe you've been uh, you've been you've been struggling. Maybe maybe you be you down and out. But, dude, this is like the fucking time to like be like, I let's get it all together. Let's just fucking, you know, hold on for one more fucking year. We survived this one. You've made it through a bunch of them. We made it. And let's just let's just get together and, you know, Festivus, right? I don't know. I just like I just Christmas is my favorite time of year. It's it's oh sorry. Christmas, the season of Christmas is my favorite holiday. I prefer I prefer preferably I don't like snow. I'm not a snow guy, but I can take snow. From December 
to about February. So three months, right? After February, go fuck yourself, winner. Get fucked. Get global warmed up. Cause I I I I don't do like I like I like I like I like snow in, in obviously because you know snow for Christmas. Uh, in January, I'm like you know what, especially when my back was wasn't fucked. I like to do you know uh you know snowboarding, skiing, shit like that, right? Um, snow activities, maybe maybe uh snowmobiling and all that. Uh, but with fucking uh, and then February, it's one of the coldest, longest, darkest months, you know. I find like if you're doing Valentine's, nothing's better, guys. Nothing's better than fucking doing Valentine's and having and staying inside under the warm sheets, you know, while getting sucked off, right? You know, in fact, in fact, that's actually a that's actually a, a fantasy of me one day is to be, you know, in a very cold, maybe a tundra, right? To be in a tundra, stuck with like a hottie, right? Maybe Megan Fox, maybe 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 she gets dumped by or or Kim Kardashian because, you know, maybe she's 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 working through her eighty seventh boyfriend, right? But maybe me and Kim Kardashian are stuck in the tundra, and it's like, you know, the and this is this is what you know. I'd be like, you know, the only way to stay warm is body heat, and she's like, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she sounds like. She's like, really? Is that what we should do? And then, you know, um, I'd convince her to, you know, go down on me. Maybe we do 69, right? In the tundra and keep warm, right? And then I'd convince her, hey, you know, if you really want to stay warm, you got to swallow my load, right? And she'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll do it, Kevin. And then... Yeah, guys, you, you can see that I'm fucking losing it, man. I don't know if it's winter blindness or <laughs> I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, that, guys, that, that's where my mind goes. So, yeah, man, fucking Christmas, this whole season, you know, uh, all that stuff. You know, Merry Christmas to you guys. You know, that's another thing, too. Uh, what do you call it? when it comes to saying Christmas, guys, and this whole like because we now live in this fucking uh, PC fucking uh, I remember growing up, it was Christmas, right? We used to say Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, all that shit, right? And then it eventually became Merry Xmas, which I was like, okay, I get it. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying to economy of words. We're trying to cut down things. And then eventually it became Happy Holidays because, you know, there a lot of people are celebrating their own thing. Maybe, maybe you're a Jewish person and you're Hanukkah or you're African Kwanzaa or you're, I don't, I, again, it, it's a variety, right? You know, but I believe, and guys, I'm going to make the rule right now. And I'm going to, this is, this is, this is the fucking rule, right? Whatever the person says to you, you can say it back to them. So if a guy comes to me and he's like, Hey man, happy holidays. I don't know what he is, but I'll be like, buddy, happy holidays to you too. Right. But if some old lady comes to me and's like, Hey, Merry Christmas, you better be fucking right. I'm saying Merry Christmas back to you. Right. Or if I, you know, and, and this thing, if, if I'm the one to initiate, right, I, if I'm celebrating Christmas, I'm going to be like, yo, Merry Christmas to you. And that person has absolutely whatever, like, dude, they can say whatever. N nine times out of 10, no one's going to be like, I'm a Jewish. I'm not going to say it to you. I don't know why the fuck I said it. 
<laughs> my fucking guys, I'm fucking losing it with my fucking accents. Like I can't even do a fucking Jewish accent right now. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, nine times they're not gonna put up a fuss. They're gonna be like, yeah, have a good one to you too, buddy. Whatever, like you know, whatever, right? The only time when I'm saying you better say Merry Christmas is actually on fucking Christmas. If you're out and about on Christmas Day, right, dude, man, the best thing I, I, I've had is like I, I I've been out on Christmas Day and then. You know, you've had like Muslim guys, Chinese guys, fucking anybody. And there's like, Merry Christmas to you, sir. You know, what day? <laughs> Christmas carol. What day is it today, boy? You know? So, yeah, dude, what I'm saying is say Merry Christmas. There's no fucking, there's no bad juju you're going to get from saying Christmas, you know? Especially on the actual day, right? You know? So, guys, fuck. <laughs> Ah, man, the fucking the world, dude, it's it's an exciting time to live in, man. You know, people say like, oh, I would travel back in time. But you know what? Right now, it's fucking exciting because it's so it's so fucking wonky. It's so weird, you know, and not only that, but every fucking week, something exciting or something interesting happens. You know, I don't want to get into detail. You know, this week we had what do you call? We traded a WNBA player for a. I mean, I'm not saying we because I'm not American, but. The Americans traded a basketball player for a fucking pair, or no, they gave they got back a, a WNBA player and Russia got a Lord of War, you know. So magical time, guys. Magical fucking time. And here's the thing, guys. I I know we I know we've been dealing with there's a I know you guys personally are probably dealing with a lot of bullshit, whether it's own person your own personal bullshit or just the bullshit of the world. And I think at the end of the day, you got to realize that none of it matters. You know, the only thing matters is spending time with the people you love. Right. You know, because that's another thing, too, man. Dude, that's another thing that I like, dude, uh, you know, as I get older, man, like, dude, uh, you know, recently I I, uh, I had a uh, a Christmas dinner with, with with some of my boys, boys that I've known since like 95. And the one thing I noticed the one thing I noticed is that, you know, the, the group got smaller. You know, I remember like when we were like, you know, in, in high school and, 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 you know, maybe college years, dude, we used to roll in fucking, you know, 12, 15, 16 deep, you know, into a fucking Chinese restaurant, eat fucking Christmas dinner Chinese, right? You know, smoke, blaze, chill, whatever. And then, as the years got thing, we'd lose a guy here and there. Maybe the guy moved there. Maybe the guy got married. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a guy got into prison. I, I don't know. But, like, as time gone on, right? And this year, dude, man, like, a lot of, you know, a couple of guys didn't couldn't make it because, you know, they had preoccupation. And that's, it's, it's, not, it's not a, it's not a, this is not a blame or, like, why. It's just as time gets thing, the thing you notice as, as time goes by, you notice that. Other people's time uh, gets a little more restraint, right? So that's why what I'm saying is, dude, fuck all the bullshit. Fuck all the, you know, don't get caught up in the commercialism of Christmas. Get caught up in, in the time of hanging out with your friends and family. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot more motivational. <laughs> Just hang out. Just just hang out. Just be cool, guys. Just be cool, you know? You know? Dude, yeah, man. If you got a girl, you know, hang out, have fun, right? Dude, if, you, if you're boys, dude, 
a simple text, a simple call goes a fucking mile. I'm telling you guys, because like here's the thing, man. I've I've always been a I've always been a fucking lone wolf, a fucking nomad. You know, I've I've always I've always I've I've, I've never really felt a part of like a thing or whatever. Right? But whenever, dude, man, whenever whenever a friend or like uh you know even ex coworkers that I haven't talked to in a long while, whenever somebody reaches out or whatever, it's like, hey man, what are you up to? It's like, dude, cool, man. You know, it's cool. It's like a good feeling, right? So in return, if you ever get the opportunity to call somebody or just check in with somebody, man, because you dude, you don't know, man. You don't, you don't know, right? So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good fucking time. It's a good now Christmas time, you know, maybe, maybe you're off work, whatever it is. Now's a good time to check in with the people that, that you obviously love and care about, but also check in with those people that you haven't heard from a while, man. Send that random fucking christmas text maybe not to that crazy ex bitch right you know because if you get that shit back in your life then you're you're just you're just going to be hurting in the new year right so you know keep it professional keep it keep it keep it tight keep it right okay guys so let's you know what i went through a whole bunch of shit right i i I, that's how this podcast works is that i vomit out what's been going through my head so that i can be clear and precise when it comes to making decisions like today's decision of the best Christmas song, right? So when it comes to Christmas songs, right? Uh, I wanted. I'm going to be going through ten of the best ones that I think not only commercially do well, but I think overall kind of capture the overall vibe of the Christmas spirit and time. You know, I know there's a lot of songs that are like kind of geared towards specifics, uh, like you know, you, you could have like a Rudolph the Red Nose, which is about you know the the TV movie or whatever. Um, Or there's sometimes like, you know, songs about a particular thing, but I wanted to get like a song that kind of represents the whole spirit of Christmas, right? Or just a specific mood of Christmas, right? You know, so I I went through 10 of the best, right? Uh, And that's the thing with these songs, like you wouldn't listen to these songs in the middle of July, but I, December, Maybe even January, but this this is the time of the season when you're going to be listening to, to these bangers, right? Um, so what about yeah? Well, I'm going to be going through ten of them. I'm going to tell you when they came out, right? You know, I, and and the thing is with a lot of these songs is that they were re- some of these songs have been released that they're really old, but they because of the season they always get kind of covered by newer artists or whatever, right? So I'm going to kind of give you a little bit about like who wrote them and like also which covers have been done. Because then that way you can have an artist that you maybe like, you know, maybe you don't want to listen to like the oldies of like the old Bing Crosby's, right? You want to listen to a more newer guy like Michael Bublé, right? But I'm going to be going through through that as well. And then, uh, yeah, just a little bit uh, what, what the song means to me and to Christmas. Okay, guys. So let's get into let's get into the first. Let's get into the first song. Uh, I'm going to be going through them. Uh, in chronological order, oldest to newest, you know, and I'm going to start off with one that basically started all the way in the 1800s. It, it, it This would be classified as a Christmas carol as opposed to a song. And by carol, I mean, guys, you, you know, you know, the guys that go around singing to people back in the 1800s. It started at that, but the song has been conte- made contemporary through the years. Right. So I'm talking about my first song 
that I think captures the little vibe of Christmas. I'm talking about jingle bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Batman smells. You know what I'm saying, guys? I'm not going to sing these songs for you guys. I'm not a singer, you know. But Jingle Bells, originally written in uh, 1857 by uh, James Lord Pierpoint, right? So, dude, this is an old English fucking carol song or whatever. Um, It was originally the original record. There's actually an original recording when they recorded this, uh, I think, by Will Lyle on October 30th. 1890 so jingle bells it's i'll I'll do it it's basically jingle bells jingle bells jingle all the way oh what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh so it's about it's about basically doing fun things during the holiday season right you know maybe you got off time work and you're like you know whatever and the jingle bells on the side of the horse because back in the day you used to ride the horse you know listen guys i understand this song is not going to really be compelling like listen most of it's gonna go over your head like what's a horse what's a sleigh what's a jink like listen man you know but back in the day right in the 1800s when i was a kid huh? but the song has been covered by also a lot of more contemporary artists i mean uh the jingle bells covers has also been uh covered by bing crosby who's like listen man guys when it comes to christmas songs he's like the top g he's the the old g bing crosby done a bunch of musical back in in the 40s and 50s uh it's also covered by frank sinatra dean martin and more recently uh michael buble personally of all the covers though uh i think the frank sinatra one is probably the best he just has the best Kind of like chilled back crooner. You know, some of the lyrics were changed to extend the song from the original uh, carol and all that. Uh, What else do we know? Oh, yeah. Jingle Bells was one of the first songs to be broadcast from space uh, in a Christmas themed prank by Gemini six Gemini six astronauts, Tom Strafford and Wally Shirala. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Fun fact about Jingle Bells played in space but yeah i think jingle bells is a good song it's a very like you you, you kind of learn it as a kid too because it's a very simple song to learn as a kid so jingle bells and you guys there used to be you know the, if you guys grew up in my era you know you had the jingle bells batman smells robin laid an egg no 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 anyway it's a it, you know it's, it's also a ringtone that that can be popular so jingle bells i think is a good place to start it's an oldie but a goodie Okay, guys, Uh, the next one on my list is another Crosby banger. I'm talking about White Christmas, released in 1942, written by uh, Irvin uh, Berlin. Uh, The original was sang by the the top G, Bing Crosby, but there have been covers done by, uh, who else, Frank Sinatra, Michael Buble. Gwen Stefani uh, and Megan Trainer, you know, uh, a lot of people also don't know, but the song was written for the musical uh, film Holiday Inn, and it also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the 15th uh, Academy Awards. I think we're now at like 87 or 90, you know, but dude, okay, so White Christmas, uh, for those that know, it's the ones like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, and basically, 
It's it's I, I believe the story was that it was written in July, but basically it, it it's the ideal of, of, of the picturesque Christmas setting, you know. I've grown up in Canada all my life so far, and I've always had, you know, winter and Christmas be synonymous, right? But sometimes, you know, if you grew up in like, you know, southern parts or, you know, where they don't have snow or if you're an island folk or whatever, there, there there's a certain vibe of having Christmas when it's snowing. You know, snowy places tend to have, I don't know, they, they I think they, they, they're, they're Christmases tend to be a little bit more deeper because, you know, when it's snowing wintry outside, you know, you're kind of forced to get inside with the family and, and collect there. Right. Whereas like if you're having Christmas, like, I don't know, like in LA, you can probably have like Christmas in your backyard, which to me is just fucking weird. Like outdoor, like, come on guys, get inside around that fucking Turkey or ham or whatever you're going to be eating, you know, and uh, do all that shit. So white Christmas is basically just, uh, a song about painting the perfect picturesque, you know, dreaming of a white Christmas. And they're talking about, you know, you know, uh, um, what else, what else is it? Yeah. White Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know. It's like, uh, what I used to know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, and also reminiscent of like your childhood. Right. So if you're like a dude, I'm telling you, put this song on and drive through a fucking old neighborhood. Well, while it's snowing, you're going to get fucking Christmas vibes, right? You know, people hugging and all that shit, right? So White Christmas and dude, again, Bing Crosby and and Christmas song go together like fucking peanut butter and jelly. It's it, it's a perfect match. So, yeah, White Christmas. And I know in recent years, there's been like this. Uh, there's been a little bit of because uh, good, good guys, people will find any fucking reason to create fucking chaos. Right. But uh, in recent years, um. You know, because white Christmas, they think, oh, well, what, what do you mean? What's wrong with what, what do you mean by white Christmas? You know, what about what about people of color Christmas? What about black Christmas? What about Asian Christmas? Like, guys, it's not about it's about the fucking snow. It's literally about fucking snow, you know, and if you're reaching for racism that deep, you're a retard. OK, that I mean, that that's really how simple things are nowadays. If someone finds racism in everything, they're not they're not like a woke warrior. They are a retard. And it's it's a very simple formula. If you find racism in everything around you, you know, because you're looking for you can find racism, racism in anything, man. Like, fuck, what am I looking at? Trees. Trees are fucking racist because. <laughs> I don't know how they're racist, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's somebody fucking out there right now that's like, yeah, man, these fucking trees are fucking racist. They only give white people shade and <laughs> oh fuck, dude, man. I, I fucking hate I fucking hate I fucking hate people who just fucking try to find anything to get fucking <laughs> I guess I'm doing it, but people that get fucking like try try to get like all triggered. Right. There's through some of the most bullshit ever. Right. Like, even if I say the word retard, people are going to be like, you can't say that anymore. You know, it's a fucking word, you know, and I'm not making fun of a particular. I'm not going to say of a special person. I'm just saying the word in terms of the definition, somebody that is slow. Right. You know, guys, if you're talking about engine, there's engine retarders, which slow the engine down. Right. But when I'm talking about a person. I'm talking about because they're so slow to the ways of the world, 
you know. Anyways, guys, <laughs> I'm in the Christmas spirit right now. Um, the next song is again another another banger from this era. Uh, I'm talking about "I'll Be Home for Christmas," uh, released in 1943, uh, written by Kim Gagnon and Walter Kent, and the original again. By the King of Fucking Christmas, the original sung by Bing Crosby, but there also has been covers by uh, Elvis Presley, Kelly Clarkson, Josh Groban, Michael Bublé, and uh, more famously and recently, Kamea Cabello. Super hottie, but she also has a thing where she, I'll be home for Christmas. You know, she, she tried to put a little spin on it, which I respect. Right, try 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 to bring a little personal Latin flair, right? So uh, the original, uh, originally it was written to honor the soldiers overseas who longed to be home for Christmas time. So yeah, dude, I'll be home for Christmas was like written during war era, war wartime era, in World War Two, soldiers being overseas, and dude, the, the you know that that longing of like just being home during that time with your family. You know, dude, and you know it transcends into the to today. Sometimes people just can't make it to to home. Whether and I'm talking about like maybe you live in a different part of the country, and then your parents are here, or you know maybe your love, maybe your long distance relationship. I don't know, but there is a reality of like, dude, man, people sometimes just can't get together, right? Whether it's through economics, whether it's through, I mean, dude, that pandemic. That that pandemic, you know, you couldn't I remember you couldn't go to even to your cousins or whatever, right? So it's like it's like that 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 feeling of like wanting to be home when you can, right? So I'll be home for Christmas again, another another classic from that era, um, and 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 and, and a lot of good covers. So I'll be home for Christmas, you know. Uh, the next one is um. Again, and, and here's the thing, guys. A lot of these songs may sound familiar, and a lot of these songs also just came out of the 40s and 50s. And and and, and I know people are like, "Oh, that's old time music." But dude, man, there's there, there's a certain vibe from that era of 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 Christmas when Christmas was celebrated, obviously more than it is now. And I feel like they're these songs captured you know the that spirit right so and obviously now you know music and all that stuff but and i know these are old songs but i'm telling you man if you pair these with christmas now they still hold up they're still bangers you know so the next one is have yourself a merry little christmas uh also released in 19 uh 1944 uh written by you martin and ralph blaine uh, the original was by Judy Garland, aka uh, the Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz lady. Um, but there's also been covers by Frank Sinatra, Keisha Cole, Michael Bublé, Josh Groban, John Legend, and even recently Sam Smith. You know, personally, I think my favorite one was the Frank Sinatra one. I, I don't know, man. Just, just obviously with that time era, I think the crooners have really good fucking, you know. Sam Smith one isn't wasn't too bad too, you know. Um, but yeah, the original was actually written uh for Judy Garland's musical uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. And I think they changed it like once I think Sinatra did it and like the, the whatever they changed it to be 
because I think the the original was a little bit to deal with the movie. This one was whatever. But have yourself a little Christmas is basically, you know, you know, whatever your situation, your situation is, maybe you're working, maybe you're whatever, but just taking a little time, you know, just to give yourself and enjoy things, you know, maybe you're a single fuck. Right. And you're like, Christmas means nothing to me, dude, guys. Go, go, go to yourself. Get yourself a fucking. Here's the thing. If you're a single guy, right? Here's how you fucking celebrate Christmas, right? You go to Walmart. You get yourself a nice fucking one of those rotisserie chickens and maybe a fucking can of cranberries, right? And then you also splurge and buy yourself a fucking toy or, or something that you like, right? Whether it's a game, whatever it is. You come home, wrap that fucking thing up. I don't give a fuck. Wrap it up. Maybe you know what? Maybe you can't even buy. Maybe maybe you're not a fucking thing. Wrap it up in newspaper. I don't give a fuck. And then you're gonna go and eat your chicken and cranberry, listen to some of these fucking beautiful tunes, and then unwrap your fucking thing and be like, "Yo, Merry Christmas to me, motherfucker. Merry Christmas to me." You know. So that's that's what that song is really about. It's about having a little Christmas, you know, to yourself, to the face. Okay. <laughs> Merry little Christmas, guys. Have yourself, you know. Uh, the next one on my list is ooh, what one that is a especially by 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 the singer, one of the most uh, kind of kind of gets you in the mood is uh, the Christmas song or Merry Christmas to you. I can't even sing that part, but it's released in 1946, written by Robert. Wells and Mel Tomei. Uh, the original sang by the silky smooth Nat King Cole. Also covered by Bing Crosby, Perry Como, Christina Aguilera, Michael Bublé as well. Um, what else? Uh, the song was written in July. Oh, yeah. So this was the song was written in July during the hot summer and an effort to uh, uh, stay cool or by thinking of cool things. So, like, the song opens up with like, chestnuts roasting not an open i've had chestnuts you know they're, they're actually good chestnuts or roasting on an open fire you know drinking hot cocoa nah, 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 nah. uh in 2022 uh the 1961 nat king cole recording was selected by the library of congress for uh preservation in the united states uh national recording Regist registry as being culturally History, Lee, historically, <laughs> guys, I have sunglasses and I'm reading. Okay, so chill and aesthetically significant. So, yeah, this song was definitely made, uh, made, made history. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it again, it, it's in this, I would say it's in the same realm of like dreaming of a white Christmas, I'll be home for Christmas, but it's just really trying to build up that like vibe of like, uh, getting into a warm place with the people you love and having a good time, you know? So Merry Christmas to you, the Christmas song, you know, I think definitely one of the bangers. Uh, now the next one is, um, I actually like this one. This one. Yeah. One of, one, one of my top G's I'm talking about. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, released in 1951, written by Mary Wilson, uh, originally sang by Perry Como and the Fontaine sisters, uh, with, uh, the Mitchell Ayers and his orchestra, but there's also been covers by, uh, Bing Crosby, Michael Bublé and Kelly Clarkson. 
personally, I think the Michael, this might be Michael Bublé's best cover. You know, he, he just says, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I like the song. It's I, I usually like to listen to the song like at the beginning of the Christmas season. You know, when the snow's coming down, people are starting to get out there and shop, you know, and the horrors of driving and traffic. Uh, what else do we know about the song? John Mathis recorded the song for his 1986 uh, album, Christmas Eve. Why the fuck did I write? Oh, yeah. The song was also in uh, uh, um, in Home Alone 2, if you guys remember that, right? You know, again, there's connotations with movies and music. But yeah, uh, dude, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I, I, it's just like, you know, you know, things like toys in every store and all that stuff. It really builds that, uh, that, that, uh, that sense of like, um, Christmas is finally here. It's time to do the Christmas shit, get into the vibe, get into the spirit, go and buy those toys, go and drink that hot chocolate, go kiss under, kiss under that mistletoe. Right. That's what that, that's what that song, uh, kind of represents. Right. You know, ah, <sighs> It is Christmas. Uh, the next one on my list is Jingle Bell Rock. I like a little bit of rock sometimes, right? You know, released in 1957, uh, written by Joseph uh, Joseph uh, Carlton Bay and James Ross Booth. And the original sung by Bobby Helms. Uh, you know, for those who know Jingle Bells, like Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Na, 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 na. It's just it's just a fucking like I, I would say like because not too many of these other songs you can dance to. Jingle Bell Rocks is one of those where you can do the fucking, you know, you can get your fucking ugly sweater and just just fucking do the arm twisting dance, right? You you know, you ever seen those, you know, just a lazy fucking dance of I mean you can get like an old guy, get your old grandpa to get up and pop this song and be like, na 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 na. Right. There's also been covers by Lindsay Lohan, George Strait, Rascal Flatts, and there's also the Holland Oat version. But I think the original Bobby Helms one is the best best version of that song. You know, so if you're looking for like a little song to kind of like pick you up and kind of get you into the dancing mood and maybe dance in your ugly Christmas sweater, uh, Jingle Bell Rock is the way to go. You know, uh, the next one is one that again I think this is in the same realm of like uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I, I I like listening to this song at the start of the season, and I'm talking about it's the most wonderful time of the year, you know, which is now uh, originally released in 1963, written by Edward. Paula and George Weil and the original sung by Andy Williams. I think like he had his own TV show and, 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 and all that. Uh, and there have been covers by Garth Brooks, Henry Connick Jr. And even Kylie Minogue. Uh, yeah, this song has been predominantly always in the top 10 at the very least, uh, peaking at number five in 2020 on the billboard hot 100 singles. You know, I, I, I think there's also been like, there used to be a commercial for Staples that played this, right? It's the most wonderful time of year. I think it was back to school season, but it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, it, again, it's a kind of a song that kind of gets you ready in the mood for Christmas, right? Wait, are they plowing or is that a plane? Anyways, it's the most wonderful time of the year, you know? 
things to do activity wise, shopping, all that jazz, right? You know? Uh, and uh, guys, we're, again, we're, we're kind of moving through time. We're going through and we're finally coming to more contemporary songs or more recent. Uh, the next one is so this song, the reason why I wanted to add it was because I know maybe it's not necessarily with the grand scheme of Christmas, but maybe you're down on your luck, guys. Maybe, you know, you've had a rough one. Maybe you had a breakup. I don't know. But maybe you're a little bit down, right? But this is a song to fucking get you back up on that horse. And I'm talking about Last Christmas, written by George Michael in 1984, performed by his band Wham! You know, last Christmas, I gave you my heart and then you fucked me over. That's basically the song. It's basically a song about, uh, you know, giving your heart. Maybe you gave your heart or maybe you loved something, someone. And then this year it just went to the fucking shitter. Right. Whether it's a breakup or maybe they uh, maybe they, you know, uh, maybe they died. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they didn't make it. Or it didn't make, and you're in the shitter. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the only thing you can do is get back. So, you know what? Feel your fucking your Christmas blues, but then get back and get better, right? You know, uh, there's also been other covers by this song. You know, there's the Crazy Frog version, Cascada, Ariana Grande even did one, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, Taylor Swift. But the best version is by Wham! and George Michael. Uh, upon its initial release in 1984, Last Christmas spent five consecutive weeks at number two in the UK chart. Uh, it also held off top spot. Uh, it was held. Oh, it was held off top spot by a Christmas. Uh, uh, by Band Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Uh, which Michael George Michael also performed as well. So there was another Christmas song. Is Do they know it's Christmas time? Nah, 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 nah. There's that song as well. It was the '80s, whatever, right? But last Christmas, I I think is definitely better, you know. So yeah, dude, if you're feeling down and out or or whatever, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you're if you're you know maybe maybe you got your heart broken, put this fucking song and do what I said about the whole single thing. Get yourself a fucking chicken and a cranberry sauce and a little gift to yourself and have yourself a fucking Christmas and fuck that other person, you know. They're probably getting fucked by somebody shittier than you, right? Maybe not, maybe not, but at least try and believe that, you know? Uh man. Yeah, breakups. Guys, like I like I've always said, the best time to break up is fucking March, right? Because you could still have the holidays with them, you could still have the Valentine's Day with them. But then you break up them in March and it gives them and you just enough fucking time to get your shit together for summer where you can be a fucking whore or a player, whatever you whatever you're whatever you want to be. Right. Or, you know, maybe give yourself enough time to get back into a good mental space and maybe come back together for the summer. All I'm saying is March, guys, I'm telling you, it's the best fucking month to break up March, you know. <sighs> that's because I had one in March. And uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, the last one on my list, and you guys are probably like, you know, where's this song? Blah, 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 blah. This has, especially in the last 
decade or so, or at least in our my generation, has just been a monster of a Christmas song. I'm talking about All I Want for Christmas is You uh, by, by Mariah Carey, written uh, in 1994, written by Mariah Carey and Walter Alsanalef. I forget his name. Um, there's also an extended version as well, where it's Mariah Carey and Justin Bieber. And I think even Michael Bublé took a stab at it as well. You know, but uh, what do you call it? the song became a global success, topping the charts in 26 countries uh, in 2019 and topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for the first time 25 years after its original release, uh, thereby breaking several records, including the longest trip to number one. By 2017, it had reportedly earned 16 million dollars in royalties. Guys, every fucking Christmas, thanks to you. Mariah Carey gets to go and ball the fuck out, right? You know, I'm, I'm, listen, it, usually, like I said, Christmas songs tend to be an old school thing. There's not, you know, there's guys that do covers, but no one's really inventing new Christmas songs. But, dude, this song came out in 1994. Well, again, we thought it was just going to live there. But as of late, maybe because of TikTok, maybe because of, you know, the shares and whatever. But the memes, I've seen the memes. But, dude, this song is is synonymous with Christmas now. Every every time I hear it, ah, so here's the thing. I usually play just random general songs. The moment I hear this song, and they usually try to play it like in like fucking late October, sometimes in November. I believe the moment you hear All I Want for Christmas is your fucking, is, is that Christmas is done, started for you. Done. Right. I used to work retail. And this song used to fucking just play on the repeat, right? So at some points, this song can just fucking get to you, right? But, dude, if you're looking for a Christmas banger that's more recent, more prominent, you can't do any better than uh, All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey, you know? So those are the best Christmas songs of all time, right? Uh, before I do, I want I want to kind of mention... Other songs that kind of are again in the similar vein, uh, but I just, I just again, I thought the other ones were better, or maybe, maybe you could even swap these out to be honest. But if you're looking for like more religious holiday songs, you got you know, Oh Holy Night by Josh Groban or Silent Night by uh, by Bing Crosby. Again, if you're if you're dealing with a breakup, you may want to listen to uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. You know, if you're looking for that rock and roll Christmas vibe like Jingle Bell Rock, you could also try songs like Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Or uh, my personal favorite uh, is Christmas Eve or Sarajevo 1224 by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's the one where it's like, it's like a fucking metal riff. On Christmas, which I'm all about. Uh, and then you also have like one's Christmas movies that are like based on movies or characters like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Christmas Time is Here, which is from uh, Ch- uh, uh, Charlie Brown. Uh, Frost, the Snowman. Um, and then there's also other songs like Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Driving Home for Christmas, you know, by, by, by uh, Chris Ray. Uh, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. And then, if you are a Espanol learner like me, you may want to listen to Feliz Navidad, Prospero Años, Feliz Navidad. 
So if you want to listen to, uh, yeah, that, that th- th- those are some other songs as well, right? So when it comes to the best Christmas song, um, look, more recently and because of like the sales and like it always reaches number one, I got to listen, guys. Mariah Carey's All I Want For You is just a song you know, un- un- unless you've gotten beaten by maybe you work retail and you're always hearing it, you're probably going to be sick of it. But if you're not and you, you know, you want a Christmas banger, all I want for you by Mariah Carey is definitely on the list, right? Um, oh man. And then, oh, fuck. I, I, I gotta say, these three are the. There's White Christmas, I'll Be Home. But I think that feeling of... Yeah, dude, I think the Christmas song, Merry, you know, of get that, that vibe. Merry Christmas to you. Not King Cole, especially. So, yeah, the Christmas song also there, too, because it's, it's of the crooner ones. That's the one that really gets you into the, into the vibe, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So Nat King Cole's, in terms of building up that sensation of being, you know, warm and, 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 and all that stuff. And then, man, I don't know. There's there's so many. Beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, fuck, man. There's, it, it, dude, because these songs almost sound familiar. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I got to put also, fuck, this is hard. Christmas. You know what? I'll be home for Christmas as well. Because at the end of the day, that's one of the main vibes is getting together with your fam or friends or, or your loved ones, and just being home together with them, right? So I'll be home for Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, or the Christmas song with Nat King Cole and Mariah Carey's. Ooh. So let's see. A newie or an old one. We got, I'll be home for Christmas. Na, 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 na. Or... Merry Christmas to Chestnut Roasting on an open fire. Oh, I don't know, man. I think. Ah, fuck. That Nat King Cole one, man. It really fucking, like, especially, like, you know, if, 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 if you're in a snowy place, it just goes really goes, goes well together. You know? I know there's more upbeat songs, but in terms of, like, that just getting cozy underneath the fires. I'll be yeah yeah okay. So when it comes to the best Christmas song, the one that I think kind of encapsulate the feeling of Christmas, the vibe, the spirit of Christmas, I gotta go with. Oh man, I gotta go with the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. That particular version. Um. Because it, it, again, it it it, it's, it really builds that thing of like, you know, 
sending it to Chris. I don't know. I, guys, guys, the, the, a lot of these songs can be interchanged. I'm going to be completely honest. Like they almost sound the same, right? Sometimes, yeah, obviously, they're the same subject matter, but something to do with like Nat King Cole, silky voice, uh, chestnuts roasting open fire. Just something about that. It, it, it really paints Christmas for me and hopefully for you guys too. So that's, that's how what we're going to do, you know, so that, that's the way this podcast works. I fucking just go through it and then make a call, maybe regret it down the line, but I'm still going to have a good time. So anyways, that's the best things in life podcast. I've been Kevin Amoki. Don't forget to like comment, subscribe that that will be your gift to me this Christmas season, like comment and share. Nothing is a better present than just sharing this podcast with somebody you love. In fact, that may be the cheapest gift you can get them. Just literally send them the link to this and be like, hey, Merry Christmas and enjoy this. Love whoever you are, right? You know, so that that's the way it works, guys. Anyways, thanks for stopping by, checking out the pod. And, uh, you know, just like uh, most of these Christmas songs, you know, Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas fucking Christmas, you filthy animals.